Season 1, Episode 12. Today's podcast breaks down the importance of young people developing responsibility and autonomy. You might be wondering how these two things connect. We'll talk about all of that and so much more in this episode. Let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. During the past four episodes, I have covered four different developmental outcomes that all young people need. Before I take us back to that youth development construction site today, I want to share with you something that happened to me last week. Each Wednesday night, I co-lead a group of ninth grade girls in our church's youth group. As we were talking, the conversation turned to school and how lunch is the worst time of day for several of them. One young woman proceeded to tell me that she has no one to sit with, so she eats alone and she just hates it. Another shared that she doesn't even eat lunch because all of her friends are in a different lunch period. She has no one to sit with, so she just walks the halls. And another shared that she hates lunch because everyone seems to be looking and staring at her no matter whom she sits with. Can I just tell you how it broke my heart? You might remember that in the 11th episode of this podcast, One of the examples I shared in relation to belonging and membership was specifically the lunchroom in a middle or high school cafeteria. That night, these girls talked about looking for someone, connecting with someone, and having people to be with during lunch. They were talking about needing to belong somewhere. And God sent me such a powerful reminder how real that discomfort, that fear, anxiety of wanting to belong can be for our young people. And it also made me realize how important this podcast is to me. I want to help you and any caring adult who works with young people to have additional knowledge and practical skills in working with youth. All right, let's keep moving forward through the developmental outcomes. We've got to head back to our youth development construction site. There's so much work to be done in helping a young person develop the knowledge, skills, abilities, and attitudes necessary for successful transition throughout adolescence and into adulthood. Today, we are pulling responsibility and autonomy out of our toolbox. The Advancing Youth Development Curriculum defines responsibility and autonomy as a perception that one has some control over daily events and is accountable for one's own actions and for the consequences on others. What does this definition really mean? If you would look up autonomy in the dictionary, you would see that it's defined as the quality or state of being self-governing, a self-directing freedom with moral independence. In other words, it is a sense that someone is making their own decisions and choices based on their own views, their own values, their own beliefs. And here's the truth. Adolescence is the stage where this development, this push for autonomy really begins to guide teens. This is when young people are starting to separate from their parents. They're figuring out who they are and what they believe. And they even are starting to think more independently. 
It is also in this stage that young people need to be able to figure out how to solve problems for themselves. As we keep dissecting this developmental outcome, let me share nine things that you can do to help young people develop responsibility and autonomy. If you want to see these strategies listed out, written out, make sure you download the file from our show notes. Number one, be a facilitator. As an adult, we should be serving as a facilitator to help young people figure out what they believe or what steps they could take to solve a problem. We also can help them learn how to think through consequences that would be a result of their actions. However we are helping to facilitate thinking and discussions with young people, we need to remember that we are not the ones actively making the decisions or fixing any problems. We should be encouraging and sometimes even nudging young people to take action for themselves. And as a parent, we really need to be shifting to the facilitator role and allowing our young people to make small decisions for themselves so that they can continue to build upon these decisions, these experiences, and grow their confidence. Number two, create safe opportunities to try new things. To help young people develop responsibility and autonomy, we need to create safe opportunities for them to try new things. Whether they are stepping entirely out of their comfort zone or not doesn't matter. The mere act of trying something new even if it is small, is a step in developing that sense of autonomy. As a youth worker, we should be encouraging young people to get involved in their community. Maybe that involvement is through a job, a sports team, a club, a local church, or volunteering in a community agency. Whatever these opportunities are, our role should be helping young people to find them. Number three, allow youth to fail. Young people have to learn to take responsibility for their own actions and any consequences that come as a part of those actions. They need to experience being held accountable, which means we cannot and should not rescue them. For example, if a young person has a job and they skip work, a natural consequence is that they will lose their job. Or if a young person is part of a sports team and they don't show up for practices and then they don't get to play in a game, That is a natural consequence. As a youth worker and as a parent, there have been so many times that I have heard a young person share how something is dumb or not fair. For me, that's always an opportunity to ask that young person what their responsibility was in that situation. Usually, and begrudgingly, they will eventually admit that they did have some responsibility in how things went. And if they cannot admit that responsibility, I point out what role they had in it. Learning that there are consequences, whether positive or negative, to the actions we take is important in the development of the sense of responsibility and autonomy. Number four, recognize youth need different levels of responsibility. During adolescence, youth are developing their own moral compass, their own values. They're also given more responsibility during these teen years. And sometimes they even ask for additional responsibility. This is a normal stage of life for young people. When young people are developing responsibility and autonomy, it doesn't mean that they are ready for all the responsibility and all the freedoms that they seek. We have to be wise in knowing how much responsibility a young person is really ready for. And it will differ according to each young person. What I ask of my 14-year-old daughter today is different than what I asked of her when she was 12. 
and it's different than what I ask of my 17-year-old. For example, if a young person struggles with managing money, then giving them full reign over their own finances isn't wise. Working with that youth to help them figure out how to budget, how to spend, how to save is important. In that situation, giving them some responsibility that grows over time is a better way to set them up to succeed versus setting them up to fail. Number five, give clear expectations. We need to make sure that we are always giving clear expectations to youth about what we want from them and what we expect of them. As young people take on responsibility, they need to know these things. And the more specific we can be, the better it is for that young person. After all, youth are still learning how to navigate the world. And when we give them responsibility, we must also give them clear expectations. Number six, allow young people to explore their faith. Another way we can see this sense of autonomy is when young people push away from their faith. They may no longer want to just assume what their parents or even their peers believe. They want to figure it out for themselves. Here's one challenge with this. Young people need the space to figure it out while also the assurance that they are still loved while doing so. And to make it even more challenging, the reality is that some young people will question their faith and others will not. It just varies and that's why it's so important to have a personal relationship with individual young people. If a young person would tell a youth group that they don't believe everything in the Bible or everything that the pastor tells them, they need to know that it is a safe place to share those doubts. If they are shut down or they are told that they are wrong not to believe, we have taken away their sense of safety and structure. And when that happens, many times we will be pushing the young person further away from Jesus. As a parent, I can say from personal experience that this is one of the most difficult things I have had to do. And to be honest, I didn't do this well at first. I held on too tightly. I pushed too hard at times. Everything I knew about autonomy and responsibility and youth development was hard to put in place when I so desperately wanted my own son to choose to follow Jesus and behave as someone who does. And this isn't uncommon for us to feel that strongly as well with other young people in our lives. We are caring adults who want to help young people grow their faith. And we have to remember that it is okay to give them the space that they need to explore their own values and beliefs, even if it feels like we might be losing them. God has a plan and he is still with them. Young people can find their way back to Jesus, even if they have walked away but we need to remember it will be in God's timing, not ours. Number seven, acknowledge that peer influence matters. In this stage of development, it often matters to young people what their peers think, whether they admit that or not. As they start to seek separation from parents, they start to value the opinions of those who are a little more like themselves. What I'm saying is that young people may rely more heavily on their peers for advice, encouragement, and acceptance as opposed to that of a caring adult or a parent. And this is a normal stage of development. And we have to acknowledge that not only does peer influence matter, but what we think of their peers matters as well. When young people find a group that they belong in, they don't want us to tear that group down or negate the qualities that they see in them. In fact, if we tell a young person that we don't like their friend group, that often bonds them to that group much more strongly. If we have reservations, it is okay to share them 
but we have to be thoughtful and intentional about what we say and when we say it. Number eight, remember that moving towards adulthood can be scary for young people. This stage of development is a delicate balance of being a kid while also becoming an adult. There is a back and forth of wanting to grow up and then maybe realizing how hard that adulthood is going to be or that you're simply not ready. I remember one night that my son shared that he wasn't sure he was ready to grow up. Suddenly, it felt like this was totally different than the attitude and how excited he had been. What changed? Well, he started having college football coaches reaching out to him. It became a reminder how quickly his high school years would end and how big of decisions he was going to be making in the next year or so. All of the talking about looking at schools and making decisions about his future started to close in around him and he started to experience fear. And as we sat there and talked, I assured him that he didn't have to make a decision that night and that we would take our time and walk through this decision together. No matter how much young people claim that they want to grow up, we need to remember there will be moments that it's scary, that it's hard, and they're not sure that they really want to. Number nine, keep an open dialogue with young people. Young people need us to be willing to listen and talk with them on their terms and in their own time. This is why it's so important to keep an open dialogue with youth. We need to let them know that we are available to discuss things without judgment. Yes, we need to be honest and tell them the truth, but we can also do this without judgment. Sometimes we need to wait for youth to come to us, and other times we need to reach out to young people. And when we are having a conversation with youth, we need to let them lead that conversation. That will help to allow them to feel this sense of control over their own development. And remember, that is a part of responsibility and autonomy, being able to have control over your own decisions and daily events. This sense of control over their own decisions or daily events is an important part of them developing responsibility and autonomy. Those are the nine strategies that I wanted to share with you today. You can download a file from the show notes that has these all written out for you. If you remember back to episode eight, I discussed safety and structure and the need for young people to have a sense that daily events are somewhat predictable. As we look at responsibility and autonomy, we also see that young people need to feel that they have some control over these same daily events. This is a great example that shows how developmental outcomes connect and they cross over into each other. If a young person doesn't feel that things are safe, then they are going to feel like they do not have control. And if a young person cannot experience this sense that they make decisions for themselves, they are not going to feel safe. The way safety and structure and responsibility and autonomy cross over into each other is just an example, one example of how all the developmental outcomes, they interrelate and they connect. And this brings me back to my analogy that youth development is happening at this construction site. As we are drawing from the same toolbox, we have multiple structures and things that we are helping a young person to build and develop. And the more we can visualize the developmental outcomes as an ongoing building process, the more we're going to realize that our engagement with young people will continue to be critical. 
Yes, this process of youth development is a building process. And we need to realize that when we come from a youth development approach, that is our blueprint for helping young people to transition successfully into adulthood. And these plans, these blueprints are going to look different for each young person. While this can no doubt be challenging, it is also a part of God's amazing design that every one of us is unique and made for a purpose. This is that intersection of positive youth development and youth ministry. And as we continue to talk about developmental outcomes and all throughout this podcast, we will continually come back to that intersection, positive youth development and youth ministry. They have to come together in order for us to help young people grow in their faith while also helping them to develop into an adult. As we put responsibility and autonomy back in our toolbox, I want you to think about one young person in your life. Think about these nine things that I've shared today that can help you foster the developmental outcome of responsibility and autonomy. Then I want you to commit to focus on just one of these strategies throughout the next week with that young person. When we are intentional about employing a specific strategy or an idea in better working and engaging with young people, we will see a greater impact. Don't forget to join me in the next podcast episode when I will talk about our sixth aspect of identity, self-awareness, and spirituality. You won't want to miss that because I will be spending time talking about faith. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up, and keep caring.